Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who is at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. You know, I asked a simple question on Twitter. Do you want peace talks or more U.S. weapons to Ukraine? 2 p.m., Biden welcomes Zelensky to the White House South Lawn. Zelensky shows up uh, looking like a pimp, a dirty pimp with filthy boots. What is this about? On their knees? Congratulating this? Biden, 2.30, meets with Zelensky in Oval Office. Again, a staged photo op. 4.30 p.m., Biden holds joint press conference with Zelensky. I thank you for the 45 billion, but more. We need more, more. And the whole world will go up in smoke unless you give us more, more, more. Now, let me be very clear. Russia is the aggressor. Russia invaded a sovereign nation. But Russia had been provoked going back to 2014. Check it out. John McCain, Newland, they went over there. They caused a revolution. They overthrew a, quote, puppet government where there was peace, by the way, between Ukraine and Russia and installed a, let us say, different government. Then what happened? Zelensky runs in 09 saying he will have peace with Russia. He will not join NATO. He will not permit nuclear weapons put on the border of Ukraine aiming at Russia. That's what he ran on. Now this same little dictator has closed down all the opposition newspapers, all of the TV stations that disagree with this war madness. He has closed down a Christian church because they're not militant enough. And America's on its hands and knees worshiping the man who played a piano with his penis. I watch this with astonishment. Where is the anti-war movement? There is none. What happened to them? Where are all the people opposing foreign interventions? They've disappeared. There's a few around. Tucker Carlson did a great job on Fox News. I congratulate him. So let me read you my tweets. Zelensky arrives wearing dirty khaki, playing the role, sickening. Z says 45 billion, not enough, wants more. Zelensky released a video revealing he will tell Biden and Congress 45 billion is still not enough support. More, more, give us more, more, more. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. I keep hearing from the trolls put there by the Ukrainian government that unless Russia is stopped in Ukraine, they will then invade Poland and the Baltic states. And I say that's rubbish. That's the domino theory. It's pure rubbish. 
I watched Fox News parading out the fallen General Petraeus who got us into Iraq on the human mortadella show, the Cavuto show, slobbering over him for 20 minutes. And Piraeus, a military industrial complex consultant, very soberly tells us how important it is to fight Putin and Ukraine while selling weapons. Lion Biden says liberty, democracy and sovereignty is at stake. Because we understand in our bones that Ukraine's fight is part of something much bigger. The American people know that if we stand by in the face of such blatant attacks on liberty and democracy and the core principles of sovereignty and territorial integrity, the world would surely face worse consequences. Well, it is at stake for the Ukrainians, but not for the U.S. We have a porous border with Mexico. We're being overrun by an invading force of mainly single men. And we're worried about liberty, democracy and sovereignty for Ukraine. It's like a madness. Then in the middle of the speech, I say now Lion Biden is dealing the Jewish card to prop up the comedian. Tonight is the fourth night of, night of Hanukkah, a time when Jewish people around the world, President Zelensky and many of the families among them, honor the timeless miracle of a small band of warriors fighting for their values and their freedom against a much larger foe and how they endured and how they overcame. How the flame of faith with only enough oil for one day, burned brightly for eight days. I couldn't believe he brought up the uh, fight there, I guess the Maccabees for the Hanukkah story. That was a long time ago. And I wrote this, mark my words, long after this is over, a wave of anti-Semitism will engulf Europe, unlike any in 80 years. And I stand by those words. Not only in Ukraine, where 100,000 men have been killed, which you don't read about, not only in Russia, or over 100,000 men have been killed. Did you hear the numbers? I want to repeat them to you. You don't hear about this because the liars in the media will not report it. All they do is salivate over dead Russians, which is bad enough. But 100,000 Ukrainian men are dead. What do you think is going to happen after this war is over? Who will be the scapegoat and blame? The front man, Zelensky. And during the speech, Zelensky has the nerve when he is asked about peace. He says there will never be peace because of all the dead men, only revenge. I couldn't believe it. Even Sleepy Joe jumped in, caught it, and overrode him there and made believe he cared about peace. Meanwhile, I read in the Jerusalem Post that Russia is holding naval exercises in the Mediterranean and the East China Sea. But you have to read the whole story to find out that Russia is conducting these naval exercises along with China. So the Jerusalem Post, which is a very left-wing publication, Headline is deceiving. Russia Navy flexes muscles in Mediterranean and East China Sea. And then you have to read the article to find out that Russia is doing it along with China. So we have created a new megalith opposing us, which is Russia and China. And you applaud you stupid morons, you. Z is trying to drag the entire world into this war. The whole world he wants, the whole world. And Pelosi and the other grifters give standing applause as this mad little comedian fans the flames. And now you're on the side of Pelosi and Kamala Harris when last week you opposed them. Where is the conservative movement? Where did it go? It went up in smoke. And I want to remind you of something else. I tweeted this and I showed pictures on my Twitter feed at a savage nation. You should check it out. I showed a picture of Fidel Castro. Did you know that he was also lauded wearing army fatigues? 
when he first seized power in Cuba by dumb Congress people? Did you know that? Now we have another one wearing army fatigues, addressing Congress. Am I the only one who sees a parallel in history here? Could you believe this? This is astonishing to me. And so then this two-cent comedian, this vulgar comedian, is now being compared with Churchill and other freedom fighters. It's sickening. It's getting me sick. Not because I have anything against him. I don't know this jerk. But I know that he's trying to drag the whole world into war and he's bankrupting the United States of America. And so my last tweet of the day was a sarcastic tweet. It said, Mein Schlang. That'll be Z's new best-selling book. That's for those of you who know the reference. Mein Schlang, because Mein Kampf was already taken. Now, many of you understood the joke and the parody. Someone said, Mike... Doctor, you're better than this. And here's what I wrote. When the powerless are silenced, all we have left is ridicule. We have lost our own democracy. Why should we bankrupt our nation for Ukraine? And that will be my final words on this sad story of Mein Schlang does DC. It's a very sad, crazy time in America. Merry Christmas. Savage, a host like no other. These are not very good times. As you well know, the Christmas season is a very depressing season for many people. I know it's the opposite of jingle bells and everyone's happy and shopping and all, but it could be the loneliest time of the year. For many reasons and this year it's very very bad for most people for a number of reasons not just the inflation but the war the fact that Zelensky's being invited over as a hero to give him another 45 billion dollars to further expand the war instead of talking about peace it's a nightmare it doesn't end welcome to the Michael Savage podcast now originally we were going to talk only about Christophobia because it's Christmas time and the hatred for Christianity especially from the vermin on the left, has never, ever reached the peak that it is, it is at now. But, you know, I could call this America-phobia rather than Christophobia. Let me begin with this of who I am. I am Moses, Abraham, Isaac. I am Charlemagne. I am John Wayne. I am Coltrane. They tried to suppress me, tried to redress me, called me incorrect, deserving no respect. I am Patton. I am Hatton, even Mountbatten. I am Eisenhower, not a wallflower. I am Washington. I am Pershing. I am MacArthur. I am Kipling. I am Audie Murphy. I am Sky King. I am Huxley, Russell. I am Pauling, not falling. I am Madame Curie and Louis Pasteur. I'm the bald eagle. They'll steal your crown, trample you down, take your good name, put it to shame. I am Gene Autry, Roy Rogers, Tom Mix. They tried to push me over the river Styx, but it won't mix with my true blood which runs thick for America. I am the bane of those vain. I am the weather vane. That's me, an immigrant son, began with nothing but two great parents and a great religious tradition. And here I am today. And I've seen my country being destroyed from within. I see traitors from within wearing nice clean suits and clean shirts. I have so much more to say about them, but I can't and I won't. 
They are the traitors within. They are the enemies within. They have destroyed this nation from within. Take a look at our universities. The so-called great Stanford University. By the way, that's where the parents of the crypto crook come from. They teach there. Just published an index of, quote, harmful language and has cautioned against calling the United States citizens American. You heard me right. Stanford plans to eliminate from the school's websites and computer codes the word American and other words. Instead, they will use terms as replacements. The, quote, elimination of harmful language initiative is right out of George Orwell. It was revealed in May as a, quote, multi-phase, multi-year project to address harmful language in IT at Stanford, unquote, according to the guide. The guide says its goal is to eliminate many forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, and biased. Example, disability bias, ethnic bias, ethnic slurs, gender bias, implicit bias, sexual bias, language, unquote, in Stanford websites and code. It added that it strives to educate people on the impact of words. There are 10 harmful language sections outlined in the index, ableist, ageism, colonialism, culturally appropriative, gender-based, imprecise language, institutionalized racism, person-first, violent, and additional considerations. Among the words the psychotics at the university urge people to avoid in the imprecise language section is the term American. People are instead asked to use U.S. citizen because, quote, American typically refers to people from the United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas. The Americas, the index notes, comprises 42 other countries. Well, why don't you move there, you pieces of garbage? Move there, you filthy pieces of crap. I, I didn't mean to blow up, but I can't take this anymore. How about you? I just blew out my, my stops here on the, on the recording device. Other terms deemed harmful by the psychotic pieces of garbage at Stanford include the word abort, which offers the replacement of cancel or end. So they're aborting America. They're canceling America. They're ending America. And they say we should eliminate the word abort because of moral concerns about abortion. Child prostitute is replaced with a child who has been trafficked. This is crazy. Do you understand this is insanity? That's so the person is not defined by just one characteristic. And the word Karen is replaced with demanding or entitled white woman. Under the ableist section, the index urges people to use accessible parking instead of handicapped parking. Died by suicide instead of committed suicide. What? And anonymous review instead of blind review. It also says people should use, quote, unenlightened as a replacement for tone deaf. And, quote, a person with a substance abuse disorder as a replacement for addict. You do understand this is purely cultural Marxism, is changing the language. You understand this, and you know who's doing this, don't you? The index does not offer an alternative for, quote, brave under the culturally appropriate category, but rather cautions against using the word at all. They don't want you to use the word brave. This section also asks that people use a person's name instead of chief or Pocahontas. In the gender-based section, the index says pronouns should be used instead of preferred pronouns because preferred suggests non-binary gender identity is a choice and a preference. The section further advises against words like freshman, fireman, and congresswoman because, quote, the gender binary language does not include everyone. You do understand how sick this is. You do understand that people who wrote this belong in a mental institution. 
on major league tranquilizers. You do understand how sick this country is. You do understand that the mad people have taken over the nation. You do understand Stanford is the tip of the arrow of psychosis in America next to Harvard. I'll go on, though. The institutionalized racism section written by the sickest racist on earth says to avoid using words like, quote, black hat, black mark and black sheep because of, quote, negative connotations to the color black. It also says to avoid using grandfathered and use legacy status instead because of, quote, roots in the grandfather clause adopted by southern states to deny voting rights to blacks. Do you know how sick these people are? If it was up to me, I'd arrest them all and put them in a mental hospital. I'll go on. Many of the terms in the index put out by the sickest campus on earth at Stanford offered longer alternatives for terms that described a person by one characteristic. These terms included replacing the word immigrant with a quote, a person who has immigrated, replacing prisoner with a person who was incarcerated, and homeless person as a person without housing. I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. Stanford is the sickest university on the planet. They want to eliminate the word American, I'd eliminate the university. But you know what? I'm Michael Savage and they can go to hell. And now we continue with the madness of our times. Even a dead man is being defamed in the Juilliard witch hunt. You have to read the articles. I put them up on michaelsavage.com, my website. Democrat mayor orders crew to dig up body of Confederate general. I'm not making any of this up. Biden to send Patriot missiles to Ukraine to make the war get bigger. Omnibus spending bill. $410 million for border security in the Middle East. Americans reported mental health at new low. More seek help. Are you feeling a little crazy? Kremlin says no chance of peace with Kiev after Zelensky Washington trip and Biden's promise to send more weapons. Of course, as I read this to you, Zelensky will have already given an address to Congress, invited here by none other than Nancy Golosi. Nancy Golosi invited this grifter here to address the nation as the war rages on. No talk of peace because there's too much money being made. Now, this story is totally crazy. Democrat mayor orders crew to dig up body of Confederate general. It doesn't matter who is buried, digging up the dead body of anyone laid to rest. Besides, forensic investigators cracking a cold case is known to be as disrespectful as it gets. But Richmond, Virginia, Democrat mayor LeVar Stoney ordered a crew to dig up the decomposed body of Confederate General A.P. Hill. This comes a day after General Hill's statue was taken down. And due to his statue being used as a tombstone, his body was removed the very next day. Distant relatives attempted to stop Hill's remains from being a dug up. But Richmond Circuit Court judge, whoever he is, ruled in favor of the skeletal remains to be removed. Do you realize how ghoulish the left has become? In times past, Mayor LeVar Stoney received backlash from residents of Richmond for publicly supporting the gangster BLM movement and even going so far as publicly claiming BLM rioters who vandalized different areas of Richmond were actually white supremacists in disguise. This is what happens when you have a revolution in a nation. This is what they did in communist China. This is what the Bolsheviks did in Russia. They tore down monuments and then they tore down people. Do you understand What is going on? Do you understand that you are next? I received an email from a listener, James Wilkinson, that I must read to you. Dr. Savage, there is one show topic I encourage you to consider the role of anti-Americanism on the Internet and how it has affected the psyche of young Americans in particular. When I grew up, we lived in a shared bubble 
inside of which there existed a consensus that America was the best in every meaningful way. Of course, this was simplistic. People traveled and saw that the Germans had better roads, the French better food, etc. But there was tremendous pride taken in the USA. Now the situation is completely reversed. The opening of the internet to the general public gave people the opportunity to take pot shots at the big Yankee target, target that always inspired jealousy among others. Go on Reddit or Quora and you will find that just about any topic at all can and will be hijacked by people telling us how uncivilized our healthcare, gun laws, political system, food regulations, history of slavery are. This chatter comes from Europeans, but also from disaffected American failures. The so-called 400-pound guys on mattresses in New Jersey that President Trump alluded to once in a debate. The former are motivated by pride in their own nations, while the latter explain their own failures in terms of a system instead of self. Sometimes the tenor of these discussions is superficially jocular, while other times it's quite bitter. The overall effect, though, is that American children, at least the ones who are online, grow up thinking very differently about America compared to the children of years ago. The listener goes on. Even as a man of almost 50, I find myself worn down by any time I spend on the web because of the pervasive denigration of the nation I once loved. I can disconnect and put this crap into perspective, but how is a kid supposed to do that? It's no wonder our country has become collectively suicidal, trampling its own flag and dismantling its own borders. After all, the Dutch have free dental care. It's interesting that we've been hoisted by our own petard here. The Internet is America's invention. There's profound irony in how it's being used. In any case, I hope this resonates with you. I think it would make for a fantastic show. We need more than a show, of course. We need a collective awakening, but a show is a star. Thank you for all your work, James Wilkinson. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been fighting this fight directly since I began in radio in 1994. But I began before that. I'm an immigrant son. I pulled myself up out of nothing. I had two great parents. And I had a tradition, and I was taught the difference between right and wrong, up and down, north and south, straight and twisted. And by and large, it kept me on the road. Take a look at the children today. How many of them walk around malls wearing pajamas? They don't know who they are. They don't know what they are. They know one thing. They hate America. My friends, this doesn't end well. This is the prelude to what's coming next. Many of us know what's coming next. Many of us have studied history. Unfortunately, not enough of us have studied history. This is Michael Savage, and now on to the topic called Christophobia. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jingle bells. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Today I'm going to talk about Christophobia or Christophobia, an illness that is most particularly prevalent in the United States of America today amongst the radical left who are terrified and hate Christians. It flared up today because Trump said something about Israel. He said this, there are people in this country that are Jewish that no longer love Israel, the evangelical Christians love Israel more than the Jews in this country, unquote. Apparently he said that on December 2021, and the vermin on the left went and dug that up from some old interview, and they're trying to say that he's anti-Jewish. Now, I know Donald Trump. He's about the least anti-Jewish president I've ever read about in this country's history. 
number one. Number two, his grandchildren are Jewish. But number three, it never has stopped the vermin on the left from smearing their enemies. The truth doesn't matter to vermin in the media, you see. So now they're trying to turn it into Trump's an anti-Semite again. They can't let this go. The opposite is true. Of course, the opposite is true. Everything they've said about him is untrue. And everything they've said about the liberalism that you think is good for America and in favor of good things is the opposite. So I wanted to look into this with you. I said this on Twitter and this on Facebook when I said, isn't this true? Trump was heard saying that there are people in this country that are Jewish that no longer love Israel. The evangelical Christians love Israel more than the Jews in this country. Why is this so difficult to accept for the left-wing media? And of course you get the answer. Some of them are rational. Some of them are hateful. And uh, many of them are confused. So some guy named Art writes this. He says, evangelicals love their narrative of the Holy Land. Most see the Jewish people as serfs of their church's faith that keep the place where Jesus lived safe from Palestinians and Muslims, so their museum of Jesus stays intact and do pil pilgrimages, no respect for Israel's or Jew Israel or Jewish people. And I said, that is a typical Christophobic comment. Why do you fear Christians? After all, they liberated the concentration camps. That usually shocks the anti-Goy. I met many of them in my life. They hate Christians, they fear Christians more than they do those who would actually hurt them. They are Christophobes. And I wrote about this many years ago in passing, in a glossary in liberalism as a mental disorder. I was forced to look, I did a search. I said, did anyone ever file anything on a Christophobia? And sure enough, I did. In the Savage Speak Glossary of Savagisms, you will find it under Christophobia, of course. Christophobia, I wrote, the loathing and hatred of Christianity by bigoted, intolerant, secular leftists. My definition really hasn't changed. Then I looked at some of the other glossary of savagisms in the back. They're still funny. Uh, briefcase mafia trial lawyers. Can you take any more of this, these ads for Camp Lejeune from these gangster lawyers, in my opinion? Have you ever seen anything like this barrage of Camp Lejeune ads on Fox and on other conservative networks? Who are these scumbag lawyers who go after everything good in America and try to destroy it? Class action lawyers are the lowest form of scum. First, they drove us insane with this uh, mesothelioma lie. It didn't stop for years. Mesothelioma, mesothelioma, mesothelioma. They bankrupted many companies with that big one. So now they need a new cash cow. They've came up with Camp Lejeune. Who do you think is going to pay for that? Taxpayer, of course. Christophobia, the loathing and hatred of Christianity by bigoted, intolerant, secular leftists. Another definition. Clipped hair, mean-faced women, self-evident. Condo commies, wealthy socialists. I'm sure you know them from Palm Beach. Corned beef commies, unhealthy, wealthy socialists. Crack pants, pants worn by skinny, middle-class kids who emulate gangbangers in prison. CNN, Crescent News Network. Tsarinas of Education. The clipped-haired, mean-faced women who dominate the National Education Association and control it with jackboots. Demikins, Republicans who act like Democrats. Demon cats, a euphemistic term for godless Democrats. Remember, this came from my book, 
that was published in uh, 2005, but it's so ingrained in our conversation today that you don't even know that I created the term Demikins and Republicrats, incidentally. The Dodge City of Talk Radio, the Savage Nation. Well, I don't want to read them all. From Boulder Dam to Dental Dams in one generation. <laughs> Some of it was funny. From Boulder Dam to Dental Dams in one generation. Do you get the joke? Do you understand how funny this is? From historic feats of engineering to corrupted acts of fellatio is my definition. From kid gloves to latex gloves in one generation. Think your grandmother, then think Rosie O'Donnell, I wrote. From St. Christopher's medals to crystals in one generation. That's going from traditional faith to new age cosmic flakes. The Grim Reefer Gang, advocates for medical marijuana. By the way, you, you know the violence epidemic in America today and the suicides that you're seeing amongst the young, all related to THC and, and uh, cannabis. But you, you know, you're not gonna accept that now. You will in a few years, you'll see what a prophet I am. The greatest danger to our youth is marijuana. It's the single greatest danger. It's destroying them all over again, which is why the government is rushing into the business. Government media complex, unholy alliance between big government and media elites. Hieroglyphics set to a beat, that would be rap music. Hitler in a dirty nightshirt, that was Osama bin Laden. Hollywood idiots, mindless thespians from the land of make-believe. Houses of porn and scorn, today's liberal colleges. Illiberal, what liberal used to mean. Infidels, the savage listening audience. Institutes of lower living, colleges where junior sheeple can get the finest illiberal education that taxpayer money can buy. Knee-jerk conservatives, that's reflexive right-wingers who never ask why when conservative leaders say drink the Kool-Aid. Lexus liberals, that's liberals who despise the nation that made their wealth. Lunchroom Lenins, found mainly in Southern Florida at early, early, early bird buffets. Their early bird buffets start at 3 p.m. Mind sluts, those are news chicks who prostitute their ethics to espouse the party line. Mushroom Boys, LA screenwriters. Old York Times, the once great gray lady deflowered by Pinchy Sulzberger's juvenile worldview. PBS, Palestine Broadcasting System. Pot in Every Chicken, that's the legalization of marijuana, still good. Psychological nudity, exposing the savage truth. Republicrats on turncoat Republicans such as Mitch McConnell and other left-leaning anti-conservatives. At the time, I used John McCain as a Republicrat example. Here's an all-time favorite, Red Diaper Doper Babies, RDDBs, psychotic 60s leftovers who mix too much marks with their marijuana. <laughs> it's still funny, you know. I'm away with words. Savagettes, the babes of the savage nation. Sheeple, the unthinking gullible masses. Sheocracy, the reigning rule of radical feminism that emasculated America's men. Socialism, what was my definition of socialism and liberalism as a mental disorder? Listen to how concise. Organized crime with an army. Bingo. Spawning like shrimp, 
the swarming of illegal aliens at our southern border. Has anything changed? You know, when I see these, these mobs coming over the border treated with such care and such reverence, I actually get so infuriated, I'm ready to join. I'm ready to join my mind. Have you seen the way they bend over backwards for this, this swarm coming over the border? You know they're not working. You're telling me these fat mamas with the babies in their arms are coming here to work? They're coming here to sponge off your money. They're leeches. They're leeches. If I were the president the first day, I'd deport all five million that came in under uh, Biden. I would deport, I'd start the deportation buses and airplanes the first second I became president. And I don't care how many ACLU lawyers line up to defend their right to be here. I put them on the first plane out with them and say, you know, Marvin, you really believe in defending the illegal aliens from the gutters of the earth. We're putting you on a plane with them so you could give them the legal representation they need in the country of our, have a nice time in Venezuela, Marvin. The stench from the bench is making me clench. That's the odorous rule of liberal judges. Trickle down immorality perfected by the Democrats. That's the course material in the majority of America's public schools today, trickle down immorality. Finally, another uh, one, the last one is entertainers. Gossipy, meddlesome, clueless female performers. Uh, you can fill in the blank on who they are. It's a short one. It's a shorty, savage speak glossary of savagisms found in liberalism as a mental disorder. And uh, here we are. Here we are, I was triggered today by the attack on Christians under the guise of attacking Trump. And you know, this Christophobia is prevalent amongst liberal Jews. Trump knows that. My answer is, why are you afraid of Christians? They liberated the concentration camps. I know the Russians were the first to liberate the camps, but they were all Christians, incidentally. You don't know that. Hush, hush, don't tell anybody that. This war of hatred against Russians, well, the Russians and the Ukrainians are Christians, by the way. That's why, see, you don't get this little trick going on. Why do you think Biden and his minions of leftists and anti-Christians are fueling the Ukrainians? You think because they care about the Ukrainians? No, it's because they want Christian to kill Christian. They wanna wipe out Christianity in that area. I know you haven't read that anywhere, so it sounds like it's crazy. You know what? Give it a little time. Give it a little time, you'll finally understand why this degenerate State Department under Biden, this degenerate Department of Homeland Security under Biden is flooding America with illegal aliens and fostering a war between Ukrainians and Russians instead of settling a, a peace. Have you ever seen a war that brought to the, is bringing the world to the brink of a nuclear war without any diplomacy? Have you ever seen a degenerate administration that sits on the sidelines and sends dynamite into the hands of one side telling her go and kill the other? No, you never have. Where is the shuttle diplomacy? Where are the diplomats under this scumbag administration? Oh, don't get me going because I can get so vulgar right now, but I don't want to. There's no point to it. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw.
Meanwhile, the average American doesn't even know what's going on. A black Nazi dominates the news cycle last week by the name of Kanye Best. Kanye Best dominated the news cycle, the black Nazi. Wasn't he once married to a surgically altered slut named Kardashian, who has done more to damage the image of women than anyone on the planet? That face of hers, that surgically altered disgusting face with that sneer, walk around. Have you ever seen that creature, that waste of DNA? She's done nothing on the planet. That's the world, that's what they care about. And then we read what people say about it. Typical Christophobic comment. The minute I say that, they run away. All the Marvins run away. You see all Aaron Silverman, whoever he is, attacking Trump, attacking anyone uh, when I, I tell the truth about this. I said, typical Christophobic comment. He ran to Katz's as fast as he could to grab a pastrami on rye. Well, that's the story today. That's the story today. And so here we are. What would you like me to talk about? Talk just now about Christophobia and Trumpophobia explained. I've given you 15, 16 minutes of my intelligence. Christophobia and Trumpophobia explained. They're one and the same in a way. See, Trump symbolized Christianity, heterosexualism, and masculinity, all in one. So he became a target of every left-wing scumbag on the planet. The type who glued themselves to a, to a wall in the UK after defacing a Van Gogh painting with uh, Campbell's soup. Luckily, the Van Gogh painting was covered with glass. Then these pieces of crap glued themselves to a wall. Here's what I would have done. I would have shut the lights off in the museum, closed and shut the museum for five days, and let them seethe in their own feces and urine and then come in and save them and give them five years of hard labor cleaning toilets in the immigrant camps in Africa to those two green-haired, red-haired, you know, those girls that did this to the painting. You don't understand who they are, these hysterical witches. They're very dangerous. Not individually, but collectively, they could put you in a concentration camp, and they would if they could. It was done before, by the way, they were known as the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, the Red Scarves. They did that to their middle-class residents, citizens. But you don't know history. I can't help you if you don't. Those who do not know history are condemned to repeat it. You think that they're noble warriors for doing things like that? They started by shaming the middle-class in Cambodia. And this was all started by Pol Pot, a little Marxist professor like Bernie Sanders, who went to Paris to study Marxism. He came back and instituted a war against the middle class, the bourgeoisie, like Bernie Sanders has done, with occasional cortex, the most dangerous Hispanic in American history. She's the most dangerous Hispanic. And by the way, she doesn't speak for most Hispanics who are extremely conservative. She's an outlier, a complete liar, a complete fraud, grew up in a middle-class home in Westchester, makes believe she's down with the people. But she is like the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia because she was brainwashed by that pastrami-eating piece of crap, Bernie Sanders. I don't want to imitate him right now because I really have nothing in me, in me but 
venom for Bernie Sanders. He should have been deported when he was born. That would have saved America what we're going through today. He brainwashed over a million young girls. Hysterics. So in Cambodia, after Pol Pot came back from Paris, filled with Marxism as the salvation for humanity, they started shaming the middle class in Cambodia. The doctors, the lawyers, the teachers, the professors, the engineers, they called them every name under the sun. The same way was done in the Soviet Union under Stalin, which they did to the farmers, calling them kulaks, exploiters. So first they shamed them, shamed them publicly, the way they're doing in universities today. Any professor who stands up to these hordes of vermin is shamed and driven out of the university, leaving nothing but hysterical, hysterical feminists with the bald boys following them around, doing what the hysterical feminists tell the de-bald boys what to do on the colleges, trying to purge the campuses of anyone with brains, leaving behind the, the foolish and the idiots, except maybe in the hard sciences, but even that, I don't know how much longer that can last in this country. And then of course it led to the slave labor camps and the mountain of human skulls that America was so concerned about in the 1980s. If you saw that movie that was done at that time, that's the road we're on in this country. And it goes back again to Christophobia, Trumpophobia. Trump is the symbol of heterosexuality, Christianity, and the white man. Let's not forget that. The white man built America. I don't care what you read. I don't care what you hear. Of course, there were contributions from all the rest of the people. Of course there were, but the dominant constructions that you see, the dominant advancements in civilization, do I have to go through it? All of the inventions of the white male, do I have to embarrass you again with your, with your hatred? Do I have to embarrass you again with your stupidity? All the many inventions of the white male that you don't wanna know about, I have a whole list, I've done it over the years. I'm not gonna keep, see I can't keep repeating myself in every broadcast or every YouTube that I do. You'll have to catch up by reading one of my many 28 books. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. So what else do I have for you today? Well, that's about it for today. Today we have talked about Christophobia and Trumpophobia and the intertwined sisters of hate and how they're interrelated. And I guess that's it for today. We've given you the Savage Glossary explain to you what Christophobia is. And I may turn this into a, a broader podcast later in the week. We, well, we have a great podcast up right now. It's, it's doing great. I'm gonna just give you the title since I have your attention right now. I'll go to my profile on Twitter. We posted the uh, Friday podcast was Biden's border bomb, the immigration invasion, the border bomb. Mm-hmm. Before that, we had another podcast that was really wonderful. That's under the Van Gogh thing. Where is the previous, the previous podcast? Biden is a pathological liar, senile and destroying our nation. No, that was just a TV show. Is Kanye a black Nazi? No, that wasn't the podcast. 
Uh, oh, I love this picture of Jake Tapper bending over, picking up Biden's cue cards. Oh, that's a wonderful picture. Jake Crapper is the example of everything wrong with the media. Here it is. This was the other podcast from the week. It really, they're so good. Each one is a Persian miniature. Is Ukraine Russia's Vietnam? And I had a wonderful, wonderful guest on who I didn't agree with, by the way. He's a liberal from the Jerusalem Post, but a very bright, educated historian. And I love intelligent people. I don't care if their orientation is liberal. As long as they're educated, as long as they're articulate, I love them. I love talking to them. I may disagree with them, but I love a discussion. Did you catch my discussion of the three aspects of every great, uh, every ancient Greek tragedy, hubris, nemesis, and catharsis? Last uh, on Newsmax TV, you don't know what you're missing. Three aspects of every ancient Greek tragedy, hubris, nemesis, catharsis, and why we love old movies, why old films were so popular, because in the end, the bad guys lose. That's the catharsis. The bad guys, the gangsters, you see them rising with their hubris, they meet their nemesis, at that time it was the police, and the catharsis for us were the bad guys getting shot, killed, or thrown in prison. But today we see the bad guys winning. The drug dealers, the junkies, the corrupt Democrat politicians, the media and big tech. You don't see their nemesis because they control everything. Because we live in a time where intelligent people are being silenced so that stupid people won't be offended. That was yesterday's show. Hubris, nemesis, catharsis. See my notes? In case you think I stole it from someone. I still write in cursive. My comment on those girls who defaced the Van Gogh painting and then glued themselves to a wall. I said last, uh, yesterday on Newsmax TV, they're a product of liberal parents who watched them smear their feces on the wall when their infants and said, dear, look at the fabulously creative artwork Martha has created. No one's ever smacked them down and said no to them. These vandals, the ones who knock over statues, deface paintings, five years of hard labor at a minimum. It is our civilization that is at stake. They are the Khmer Rouge of our time. First, they took down the police. Then they knocked down the statues. Then they defaced the paintings. Next, it will be the people that they oppose, like you and I, who will be openly attacked, which already is happening. And if they're not stopped, we will have forced labor camps to re-educate their political opponents and then death camps. I hope that you understand how dangerous these hysterical girls are with the green hair. But before I go, I have to go back to the podcast, oh, I did another, here's a podcast that, that I'm gonna do one of these days. Here it is. I don't wanna do another, I have so many notes. I, I, my mind is so active sometimes, I have to lie down in the middle of the day to calm down. Rebecca Koffler on the Michael Savage podcast. The title is, Eight Reasons Putin May Not Be Bluffing About Using Nuclear Weapons and Why Trump would have prevented this war. She's a brilliant woman. Brilliant woman, Rebecca Koffler. Russian native, Russian speaking. Uh, she was uh, CIA, DIA, so smart. I learned a couple of things from her. 
I learned that the nuclear weapons that our nation dropped on Japan were 15 to 21 kilotons, dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and that many of Russia's warheads are under one kiloton, with much smaller explosive power than the 15 kiloton bombs used in Japan. And Putin likely theorizes that these weapons are usable on a battlefield. But I, I raise the issue that he doesn't really need to use low-yield low nukes. He could simply drop a bunker-busting bomb on some of the troop formations and take out 5,000 men at once. You don't know this, but Russia, as wrong as they may be in their aggression, as wrong as they may be in their aggression, and we all have sympathy for the millions of Ukrainians who have lost their homes and are displaced, make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about what's going on. It's terrible to watch. This war could have been ended with diplomacy. If they had brought that snake oil salesman Zelensky to the negotiating table, it could have been ended three months ago. But he's never had so much power. You talk about hubris. He is so drunk on his power, this little perverted comedian to play the piano with his dick. Zelensky, he was hated in Ukraine. He had no popularity until the war was declared. Then all of a sudden, propped up by the vermin in the media, he's turned now into, into a sacred personality. My friends, this has to be brought to a diplomatic solution. When Kissinger brought up diplomacy three months ago, he was called every name under the sun. 99 years old, they called him. Every name they called him, senile, this and that. But Biden, who's clearly senile, is not seen as senile by the Jay Crappers of the world because they own the media. It's a great podcast with Rebecca Koffler. Michael Savage, a host like no other. I have notes for my future podcasts that I haven't gotten around to. Should I give you a preview? Best bolo. It's a new one. I, it, it's a Navajo bolo, and it's uh, sterling silver with a real stone. I'm only wearing bolos now in my TV appearances to be different. I, I don't want to wear a tie. I have beautiful ties, but, you know, guys with ill-fitting suits and, and bad ties, and you can see that toilet in the background, I'm sorry, I don't go for it. I am the best-dressed man in American media right now on any channel with the $3 million sets. No one outdoes me with, with the outfits. I should win a prize. I know, I know theatrics and I know costuming. I don't mean this outfit. This is not my best, but... My studio is the best in the media right now. See the background? Real art. So I was going to do, see a man like me should live a thousand years, but I don't have that much time left. Look, I gotta be clear with you. I'm going through heavy duty mortality issues and it's, it's, it's very hard to deal with. I, I didn't really wanna get into this right now, but I guess I have to for my audience. I turned 80 in March. My mind is sharper than it was at 30. And the day my mind starts to go, even in the slightest way, I will not do public appearances anymore. You'll, I, will, I just disappear. Biden should have been removed months and months and months ago. He is clearly senile. He is really rapidly deteriorating. The touching of the girl the other day. If you did that and you're a corporate guy, you'd be in a jail the next second. That's considered assault in today's climate. Biden assaulted that 12 to 14 year old girl for all the world to see the hair sniffing and says, don't date anyone serious till you're 30. Did she ask for that old degenerate to touch her? That was, that was touching. That's called assault in today's climate. Do you know that? 
You don't know that because he did it. I'm gonna tell you something vulgar right now. If Biden pulled his penis out in public, Jake Tapper would say to you, who do you believe, me or what you saw? You didn't see him pull his penis out. I'm telling you, that's what they would do to the media. They'd rally around and say, he didn't really do that. That's not his penis. They tell you, you didn't see him take his, his schmendrick out. He didn't pull his schlong out in public. Sometimes I have to get vulgar to make a point with you. You're so dense. You're so dense, your minds are like a kielbasa on marijuana. Well, that's all I'm gonna give you today. Hubris, nemesis, catharsis. Hubris, nemesis, catharsis. Big tech, the media, the corrupt Democrat politicians, the drug dealers, the junkies, the bad guys they are, they're winning because they own the media. They have the hubris unlike any we've ever seen before because there is no nemesis, there is no Elliot Ness. There is no media to speak of. And so we the people are begging for the catharsis when the gangsters finally get their justice. Where's Elliot Ness? Where is he? Nowhere. There is no Elliot Ness anymore. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Borders, language, culture, never forget that. But again, I'm gonna tell you, one day I'm just not gonna be here. It's just gonna happen. Either I will just, something will happen to me, I'll die of a heart attack, God forbid, or I will become slightly slower in my ability to deliver to you the right way and I'll leave. So you better enjoy every breath that you can as I do. I gotta tell you one other thing. Who was it who said it to me yesterday? Some liberal person, an ethnic minority. I don't even know where I was, I rarely talk to anyone. I live in my own world. I have only a few people around me, family, personal assistant. Other than that, I keep to myself. I'm very, very, very self-contained. I have so many ideas to deal with. This person said to me, you know, Michael, when I first started listening to you years ago, I hated you. I didn't agree with anything you said. I thought, oh, I know where it was. I went into a Barnes & Noble bookstore to buy some magazines, some uh, military history, car magazines, stuff I used to relax. The clerk, typical liberal at a bookstore, nothing wrong with that, you'd expect it. I didn't say anything to me, and he said to me, you're famous, aren't you? I said, not really. He said, who are you, Michael Savage? Oh, yes, blah, blah, blah. He said, you know, when I first heard about you, I hated you, I thought you were wrong about everything. He said, but now I'm starting to see how right you are. I said, well, you work in a bookstore. You've seen what they're doing to this country, haven't you? And he said something interesting to me, which I don't recall exactly. And I said, you are a truth seeker, aren't you? He said, yes. I said, that's why you work in a bookstore. He said, yes. And he has come to see the truth of my ways and the truth of my words. The team behind Biden, who are the most corrupt, evil people in the history of this country, what they have done to this nation. You don't have to look any further than the fentanyl epidemic, which Jay Crapper won't talk about. The border four to five million illegal aliens, most of whom do not work. The young men are drug dealers, most of them. You see how strapped? They're drug dealers. Do you understand they're flooding us? How do I know that? Because even in San Francisco, who do you think the heroin dealers are? They're Hondurans. They're known as Hondos. And the last district attorney catered to them. He never prosecuted any of them. The new DA, an African-American woman, said she's going after the Hondos, the Honduran drug dealers, who are a revolving door to the Biden administration. Can't you put two and two together yet? Or you always have to come up with seven. 
Kids are dying in droves, drugged to death by fentanyl, and we're told that the real danger are the white supremacists in the mountains of Utah. When are you gonna wake up? Borders, language, culture. President Michael Savage, first day I deport all five million. With their Marvin lawyers, I put them on the planes and buses to south of the border. First day, but I'm not running for anything. I'm not running for anything. Many of my predictions have come true. Many of my predictions are coming true. Imagine if I were president, I think I'm gonna do a podcast on this, of what I would do if I were elected president. Points one through 25. You'd be shocked by some, but not shocked by all. Just organize them in a logical fashion around borders, language, and culture, because the borders are the number one thing to preserve a society, borders. Without a border, as we have now under Biden and his stooge, Mayorkas, who is this Mayorkas, a Cuban? who comes here and breaks our borders down? Floods us with five million illegal aliens? An army couldn't have done that. You know, this was only done in history after a nation was conquered by a foreign army, that it was conquered by a foreign people with a foreign language, with a foreign culture. You didn't know that. Flooding them in. They don't work. Most of them don't work and they won't work. I have a housekeeper and she speaks only Spanish. I speak to her once in a while. I said, how do you feel about the immigrants that they're bringing in? She says, oh, Michael, it's no good. She said, nobody wants to work anymore. This woman works hard. I pay her well. She's a legal citizen. But she knows that most of this flood of five million illegal aliens are lazy, good-for-nothing leeches and bums. And many of them are criminals and drug dealers. Well, that's your football game. When I feel I have to talk with you, when it builds up in me and I can't take it anymore inside, I don't go watch a football game. And I hope the sound was good. I hope the language was good. I hope that the message was good. And I hope that I give you something to hang on to because I am not alone. I am the majority of Americans who cannot stand the Biden gangsters who are destroying this country. Thank you for listening, and the way to support me is not to send me money, it's to listen to the Michael Savage podcast. I just renewed my contract with my advertising agency. They're thrilled with the podcast, thanks to you. We're doing great. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.